Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Rob Robinson with Philosophy from the Frontline. Looks like uh, I took some time off, and the whole purpose of this is to kind of get you guys caught up with everything that we're doing. But I did a special show with Dave just to talk about Veterans Day and some veteran issues and things that you guys need to know to kind of help smooth things over. But for your information, Rob has been very, very busy. Uh, Just so you know, I have uh, started school again. I am doing some work on multiple podcasts, and I'm also uh, still working a regular job. So in all those things, I'm just trying to continue to produce content as best as I can. I think more than likely what's going to happen is I'm going to shift to the offseason of collegiate football because of my work that I'm doing with Ask for Football. The Ask for Football team provides uh, coverage of Army football and college football all throughout the season. So if you want to check out anything that I'm doing, jump on over there. I'll put that in the podcast description. The other podcast that I'm working on is Defense Technology Talks, which is linked to the North Carolina Military Business Center and the North Carolina Defense Technology Transition Office, also known as DefTech. And again, I'll drop both of those in the podcast description so you guys can find that more information on uh, those things. But again, like I said, I took some time off. It has been a while since I've actually put a show together, and I wanted to do something a little bit special going into Veterans Day, and we thank you for your time. But again, this is Rob Robinson with Philosophy from the Frontline, and we will see you on the high ground. Thanks.
Welcome back, everybody. This is Rob Robinson with Philosophy from the Frontline. I took some time off, but I will put that in the trailer of this so you guys really know what's going on. I've got a lot of stuff going on. I have uh, added a whole bunch of other things to my plate, and this has kind of dropped to a low priority, but it has not been forgotten. So, here's uh, here's what we got going on today. We've got uh, Dave on the line again, and we're talking about uh, just some topics that are kind of near and dear to the heart as we look 20 years past uh, the incident on 9-11 and talk about Veterans Day uh, 20 years ago versus today and uh, just some of the things that uh, we see and some of the resources that are out there that can help you as a veteran, whether you are transitioning or you're post-transition and just find yourself in a tough spot. So uh, without further ado, We'll we'll start with this. And Dave, you you were in the army a little bit earlier than I was, and so you have a different uh, perspective because you came in a couple years before I did. And so I think that that you know having that uh, Cold War experience and then being as a, a part of uh, numerous Veterans Day prior to nine eleven makes it uh, interesting to see. So, what were some of your observations that you can recall? of uh, what's going on with uh, this well, society like, today. Well, like, like, like Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. You know, I look back at, uh, I think one of the greatest depictions of this in films with Oliver Stone's born on the 4th of July, where they show the kid at the, at the parade and everybody's happy and they're smiling, but then they see at the very end of the parade, the guys that lost their limbs and they're in wheelchairs you know, I grew up with the with the first blood, you know, and Rambo. You know, and people back then, how did they how did they view all of our even deep into the eighties, you know, they were they were guys that were, you know, they, they they weren't with the crowd, they they had issues, they were in crisis. Uh uh, but everyone still respected the fuck out of them and just left them be. You know, and uh, I see that a lot in today's culture as well. Uh, you know, our Vietnam veterans, God bless them, man. You know, some of them, they, they got taken against their will to fight in the war, they, whether they believed in it or not. They get spit on by some piece of shit when they came back. Well, it's That's a hard life, man. That's a hard life. I, I think the greatest difference between uh, then and now is when 9-11 happened, this, this is one of the greatest things ever, as horrific as, as 9-11 was, the recruiting numbers went went skyrocketed. You know, so it wasn't like guys like, like me or you that, that was always just prepared to answer the call. We were already there. We were in the dirt serving. You had a generation of, of, of kids that, that actually did put their best foot forward and try to be a part of it. I think a lot of that generation is forgotten. But if you think about it, you know, we have a very uh, different generation raising now. And I, I wonder how much they have a part to do with that. Uh, so when I think about, you know, Veterans Day when I was a kid versus what it is today, a lot of the, the same dynamics are still there. There's still going to be some guy out there who's by himself. You know, there's 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 still going to be a guy who's, who's flourishing. There's all types out there. If I thought about if I ever sat down and I'm going to ask myself, you know, what, what should I do? And I find myself asking this now, I, I think about just staying connected with my peers more than anything, you know, in the way that you and I stay connected or me and other, other groups stay connected. 
If you haven't talked to anybody a while and you're by yourself, good night. Call your battle tomorrow. See how they're doing. See what their families are up to. It'll, you'll find it refreshing, I promise. But as far as contrast, I mean, that's the best I got for you. Yeah, I can remember, you know, as a kid growing up, Veterans Day was larger than life because I came from a military family. So there was always the big to do and there's the, you know, there's the parade. I can remember marching in the Veterans Day parade. I don't know how many years in a row in uh, high school as part of ROTC, seeing how enamored people were, even as just a cadet, you know, in high school with the military. Yeah. So it really depends on the culture that you came from. So there's a lot of cultures, a lot of places right. in the country that like, if you're wearing, if you're wearing a uniform, you're going to get supported. That's great. Well, well, and that's the thing that I, I was looking for. I mean, I had no real model at home, zero, you know, until I was 12, you know. So I, when I looked at guys in society, I thought were just the, the quiet, silent warriors. I, res- I looked up to them. I looked up to them for what they had overcome, if that makes any, any sense. You, you had that all the time because, you, you know, your dad was around. Yeah. Uh, and man, he's he's soldier as fuck. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing that uh, that number is, is is more and more skewed the longer time passes, right? So when we were growing up, and I'm not going to say that it's 100 universal truth, but when we were growing up, there's right. a lot of uh, there's a lot of people that had a family member that served in some capacity, whether yeah. it be cousin, uncle, grandfather, you know, somebody in the family had worn the uniform, and so there was always kind of that that. Uh, that tacit underpinning of like, yeah, there's somebody that I know that was in the military, but fast forward to today. And those numbers are much, much smaller, I think. And I, you know, and I have no statistics to prove this or not. I have a general statistic to help support that. I mean, how many, how many, how many citizens did we lose in Vietnam? 50,000 Yeah. minimum. How many names are on the Vietnam Memorial wall? 50,000. I mean, think about it. That's 50,000 lives that have been turned upside down by the death of significant others supporting that war. How many have died in the war on terror? When you add, uh, uh, hell, man, when you add every conflict over the last 20 years, we don't come close to that number. Yeah. And, and that's true. And when you really think about it, uh, you know, that has an impact. And that's one of the things that you, know, you always try to intro to the platoon leaders or the young NCOs when they, you know, finally throw on that last stripe. And you're like, hey, man, you're no longer a corporal or a specialist. You're now a sergeant. So now not only are you responsible for yourself, but you're also responsible for the people whom you serve and those families that are attached to them. And I think that's one of the things that's forgotten is like that the military family gets forgotten on veterans day. Right. So we're quick to look yeah. at the, uh, you know, we're, we're quick to look at the, the veteran themselves and say, Hey, look, thank you for your service. But we never really pull the family alongside and the family has sacrificed a bunch, you know, and that's, and that sacrifice is, you know, in missed birthdays, missed vacations, missed whatever it is, you know, whatever the, whatever the event is that is missed because, you know, and back when we were growing up 45 day field problems, like these guys today, folks today don't understand like, Hey, we're going to the woods and we're staying gone for 45 to 60 days. Like that's almost unheard of in today's army. And again, that was just the norm. That was the norm, you yeah. know, sleeping on the damn desert of California someplace. You know, good night, man. It gets old quick. <laughs> yeah. 
And and and, and, and yeah. you know, and to the and to the army's credit, they've acknowledged that that may be a bit much at some time. So now they've kind of mm-hmm. trimmed it down to where you know it kind of fits within whistle to whistle of the JRTC or NTC deployment or something to that effect. But even still, you know, like God forbid you do weekend training. Yeah. You know, that that's almost unheard of in the military today. And, you know, we're not going to debate be the norm. Yeah. You're not going to call outs to do a you know, large package week take place on a Saturday. Hell yeah. You know, <laughs> but, but, but those are all, but that's all, but that's all part of some of the things that have changed. And like, yeah, you could say that we've gotten smarter in that respect and saying like, Hey, look, we've bought more to the table as far as intellect and social support and resiliency and all these other things. But at the end of the day, the question that you have to ask yourself, is it better or worse? And I don't know, right? We've got 20 years of experience. So now we're going to have to shake off 20 years of the last war, you know, to re-educate the army to fight the the next war, which is the difficult piece, right? So when you look at the horizon, we're kind of going back to the future of the old military construct of, hey, you're fighting a Soviet-based op four doctrine, you know, as... Yeah, like like we did in the '90s, where it was like, "Hey, look, you're going to be tanks and Bradleys and Strikers and all this other cool vehicles and all this other stuff that we have today." But by comparison to what we had to do in the '90s, where it was like, "Hey, look, this is going to be a tank on tank battle. You're going to get freaking the shit bombed out of you because there's going to be artillery shooting all the time." And now, you know, we talk about that in a small perspective or perspective. But now, when you start thinking about, you know, hypersonic weapons, space employment. You know, all these other big, huge things that have advanced since, you know, the fall of the Soviet Union. Not only that, not only that, surgical direct action has become such a precise instrument now that, you know, warfare is getting smaller. Yeah. You know, I mean, one bomb took out one key leader, didn't harm a single individual, just killed that one cat. I mean, that's powerful, dude. Powerful, powerful instrument. Uh. This whole era. Yeah, anyway, and I think, I think, and I, think uh, I think back to back to what you were saying about uh, about vets back then. How you know view you know, another thing that was also well widespread known back then versus today is how incompetent our VA system was at taking care of our veterans' health. That was a big one. The difference today is, I think, you have you know, the VA is still seen as incompetent and it is incompetent. It's a, it's a corrupt money laundering machine, you, you know, it, uh, but you see a lot more veterans. Yeah, that it's it's funny that you say that because in, 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 <clears throat> go. Yeah. But what I was going to say is you see that. And it's funny cause this is like something that I wrote down and uh, I'm going to plug the book just because I think it's a really good uh, piece of information. It's uh a book by uh, Daniel Gade, retired. He's my classmate from uh, school, and oh, okay. he's he's a really good guy. And uh, I'm trying to pull up the title of it, and I'll put it in the the podcast description. But it's basically called Wounding Warriors, and he talks about how policy has uh, made it worse for veterans, right? Yeah, because we're we're basically encouraging people to grab the brass ring, but the brass ring is not functionality as a veteran in retirement or a veteran in separation, it's 100% disability. And that's basically it. You know, these guys want a, a dead man's profile as a retiree so they can sit back and collect a check for all these ailments and they have coverage. 
And that's a part of it, but it shouldn't be all of it. And so the, 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 right. the book that he wrote is tremendous. It gives a lot of spectacular examples of how people, you know, went into the military expecting one thing. Yeah. Came out getting something completely different. And I think that's a, that's something that we have to talk about because, and we mention this all the time and I'm stealing this from, uh, from the guys at veteran trash talk, because I think they were the first people that I actually heard say it, but you know, veterans issues are veterans problems and they're ours to solve, you know? So yeah. again, because of, you know, when you think about the statistics and it's in uh, Dan's book and he talks about it, uh, the statistics of how, you know, prior to the last 20 years of war, you know, like three quarters of the congressmen and representatives in the country had served in some capacity, whether that be through constri- through conscription during, you know, World War II or during Vietnam or being yeah. part of the early volunteer force. You had a large portion of people that had spent time in the uniform, which had, a, you know, which has a tremendous impact on how you think and how you plan, you know, your duties in the army, you know, I won't say right. duties in the army, but how, how you execute, right. Cause it's always easier, you know, look at the, uh, look at the football coaches that have success in college, right. The football coaches that have success in college were players themselves because right. they're relatable. So as long as they're players themselves and they can relate to their players, they have much better fruition or much better tools to be successful than right. some of their counterparts because of the experience they bring to the table. And so, uh, yeah, I mentioned the veteran trash talk guys love those dudes. They do a lot of great work. Uh, stop soldier suicide is their primary vehicle, but there's a ton of guys out there. There's guys that I want to get on this podcast. If you haven't uh, heard of JC Glick and moth and flame, there's a good, uh, organization. He's supporting those guys. He wrote some good material that's out there to support people. You know, you got stop veteran suicide, wounded warrior project, You've got soldiers to sidelines. There's all these different avenues. So for you as an individual veteran, like if you need something to do, there's people that will put you to work or give you some training or skills that will help you get past that. And and if you can't find that, there's a lot of places outside of that. Uh, When we were talking about the recklessness of the VA, it's reckless because there is a disconnected system of care. And when I say disconnected, I mean, for example, I had I had a, a psychiatrist that I, I sought out. I, I, I met him. I met his staff. I finally liked them. I mean, this is you would think that's normal health care. It's not. And and so he had helped me for a first year and everything was fine. Uh, and then all of a sudden, boom, he's gone, just like in the army. Right. Pow. And another one, you know, they just took my name like it was a, a card and a deck of 52 shuffled them and boom this other lady got my card and it's horrible it's horrible it's horrible uh, never met her never seen her doesn't know jack crap about me and yet she's she's dealing with prescriptions in me and that's a big problem so now we're looking for someplace outside of that system you know trump had this thing where it was veteran uh choice which was great uh, and, and every veteran should be able to do that. I should be able to, you, you've seen my house, Rob. I should be able to cross the bridge and go to St. David's. I could walk there for crying out loud. And I cannot use that facility. Uh, there's nothing economically justifiable about the entire process. Uh, so 
But having said that, you know, there, there is other forms of help out there. If it's not just, you know, uh, uh, mental or, or, or physical, that you actually need the hospital, you just need help. There, there's a lot of places out there. You know, one of the tough parts about retiring is there's none of your peers around anymore that's already gone through that process. They've gone back to their prospective states. So you're kind of, it's one of those doors you tend to walk through by yourself, I suppose. But once you're on the other side, when what you don't know it when you're getting out is there's already other systems. We have more combat veterans now than this country's ever seen in its entire history. Think about that. We've had more people bouncing back and forth to that sandbox for 20 years, man. We've had fathers engaged in the very first year of combat that have had sons that served in the same flipping war. How despicable is that? And now we've got this system that created the problem. They expect to fix it and they can't, right? So what I'm saying by that is your peers before you are already gone through some of the same problems that you might be going through now. And that's, and that's fine, but, you know, reach out. You know, you have veterans in transitions where you're porting people towards resources. I have a uh, single channel plain text 3750 where I deal with veterans that are just past uh, uh, that moment of crisis. But, man, it ain't hard. You, you, I'll, I'll bet money says so just about anybody that's listening to this could go into any state and look at a veteran charity that has such support groups and people that know how to point you in different directions for resources that you might need, depending on whatever it is crisis that you are. So you're not, you know, if, if you know one, you know, one, you know, veteran day comes up tomorrow, call an old battle, man, you know, but, but don't think that, that you're by yourself, by yourself. You're not, there's a lot more of us out there than, than, than most people might, might believe. Well, and the other part of it is we truly can smell our own, right? So, like, when you go out yeah. and you see oh, yeah. somebody, you know, like, when you hear that guy that's talking way too much about his his service and his history and, like, everybody's kind of just, like, nodding along and nodding along and you're like, yeah, this guy's here for free Applebee's, you know? There, would, yeah. <laughs> there wouldn't be such things as stolen valor if it wasn't the truth. And one of the things you know, that... Brother, not all are created people, I understand. Yeah, well, and the other piece of it is, is it's not just it's not just the stolen valor; it's the people that misrepresent their service, and and that is just as bad or worse than somebody that would go into the PX or the you know somewhere and purchase you know some some type mm -hmm. of uniform item, right? Because like if you go in and you misrepresent your service, like hey, look, if you were a cook, be a cook. You were the best damn cook in the army at the time that you were in, and nobody's going to fault you for that as long as you mm -hmm. own it. You know, and I think that's one of the things that we have to to respect in each other is like, hey, look, not everybody, not everybody has done the same things that we have done, and that's okay, and I'm cool with right. that. But there's but folks we all have a lot that of the same to, that have to, ex yeah. yeah. Hey, look, you know, and and I've said you know, this just for because a you have problems years. doesn't mean you have to placate your story. His problems still yeah. the same. You know, I have family problems. Okay. Does that mean that I was in Delta now? No, of course not. You know, I could uh, just look family problems just like anybody else. You have problems reconnecting with society or at church or is it, you know, you don't, you don't have to be special. You just have a problem. Fix your problem. Yeah. You know, well, 
And and that's the thing is like fo- focusing in like if you're you're focusing on solution based opportunities, right? You like you want to get an answer, and that's what you want. I want an answer. I want it to be positive. I want to have a I want to have a life worth living. And then once you get to the point where you almost think that you're out, and I won't say that you are out because I don't think you ever will be. But when you get to the point where you almost feel that you're out, start helping other people. You know, right. because right. because we may, you know, you survive 20 years or 25 years or 10 or five or three or how many ever years you spent in the military as part of a team. Like, yeah, there's people that you're like, man, I really hate these dudes. I don't like this guy in the freaking support section, but you know what? You guys were all on the same team and you were working towards the same goal. And that in and of itself really makes people realize like, oh, dang, you know what, man, sometimes Maybe I did jump the gun. Maybe I assumed that this person was the way that they they were or were different or whatever. And all of that is okay because we're human beings and we're allowed to make mistakes and we're allowed to look at, at, at different perspectives of, of different things. And again, every time I think about you know Veterans Day, and I always caveat this because you know this just as well as I do, you know, hey, look, when you're out there alone and unafraid, you're setting yourself up for failure. If you hang out with the wrong type of people, you're setting yourself up for failure. And as a veteran, like you can do more harm to yourself than good if you surround yourself with the wrong people. And and, and you and I have kind of lived through this together in our in our real life, you know, like, hey man, with freaking Chuck Pearson, like Chuck's dead yeah, and gone uh... now. And, and the tragedy of it is, is that he could have picked up the phone at any time and called any one of us. And we would have been like, bro, I know you're pissed right now, but what you're thinking about doing ain't worth doing. Well, and you know what? He did. He did. He he called me. He he wanted me to meet him in Dallas. It was a couple months before, but you know, I I did the same thing with, with you, Rob, you were retiring and, and I was in a really bad place and, you got to be careful about things like that. I, I was a good liar, you know. I was a good liar, and, oh. and maybe Chuck was in the same place too, and we just didn't. But maybe there was something in there that, and we're still figuring this stuff out. I mean, uh, maybe there's just something there that we weren't paying attention to, and maybe should have. You know, I think about that kind of stuff. And I now. think, and, and you I know think what that's I mean. True. I, that's- yeah. And it's and it's fair to think that way, because, again, like, guess what? And, and you've heard me say this before, too. We have right. all been the hero and the villain of our own story. Right. Absolutely. We all have like and self-deception is something that all people do, you know, sometimes veterans to a greater extent than like the average person, because we've lived that life of like superhero ish stuff. Right. Like, hey, I'm jumping out of planes. I'm sure. blowing stuff up. I'm dodging bullets. I'm driving through explosions and doing all right. You're doing all, you're doing all these, (laughs) you're literally doing all these things that like you see in a movie growing up as a kid. And then you come down from that because like now your service is over, Mm -hmm. you know? And you're like, what do I, you know, what do I do with that? My service is done. You know, how do I, how do I do this? You know what I mean? And that's ultimately what it boils down to is like, how do I do this? But, uh, you know, again, we're resources out there for you. That's part of the reason why I started this podcast is to connect people with other resources and point people in the right direction. I'm not an expert. Guess what? 
I didn't expect you to be an expert either, but we're on this call. And as concerned veterans, we can kind of provide that to uh, other people that are out there. But uh, Dave, I want to see if you have any uh, additional like resources or anything else that you want to promote. Well, well I would. Uh, if you're in Texas um, and, and, and if you're feeling like you're by yourself, there's a, a, an organization that I did reach out to uh, that I found tremendous help at. It was called the PTSD Foundation. Fabulous. Veteran owned, veteran run. Uh, but it is limited in the sense that uh, they can help you with, with crisis. You know, if you're in a state of crisis, that is a great place to contact. And by state of crisis, I mean, you ain't got a place to live. You know, you, 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 you're like really mentally, uh, mentally broke, you know, and, you know, and I understand it's not, it's not a put down. We all, we all get low too. It is a, it is a safe and, and, and good place to contact. You will find others of yourselves. You're not alone. It is, everybody else has gone through it. The difference is, is now, unlike retiring, you know, or when you get out of the army or process out of the army, now there are peers that have gone before you that you have access to. Uh, myself, I had grown uh, another group of my own, but it's past that crisis level. Uh, you know, in the Army, we learn how to find, fix, finish. We learn how to teach, coach, and then mentor. We don't really have that sophisticated of a network yet, and I'm working on that myself currently uh, with a charity I'm starting called Single Channel Plain Text 3750 which used to be my emergency radio frequency. So if everything goes to shit, you know, and you're, you're, you're up to your waist and fricking five, five, six brass and hand grenade pins. That's, that's where you can find somebody, uh, seemed fitting, but just like any, any demographic, you know, you're always going to spend at least, you know, 80% of your time on 20% of your people. Well, the difference with, with, the 3750 is that now you have a structured network of the more sophisticated support system that you can always rely on. Uh, so now you're past crisis. Now you're in the grow phase and support phase, and now you're not alone no more. And now you'll be able to make sounder decisions and, and, and think, uh, think of things through your, through your path more cognitively, as opposed to unstable and you know emotional, and and that's sadly where where some of our brothers get at times. Uh, so there are answers out there. You are not alone. I would say this to any brother that's listening: tomorrow, you know, whether you agree with what people say to you or not, in whatever context that they say it, you know, whatever it is, when you engage people, especially those that haven't served. I would suggest the following. No, they're not from our clan. No, they're not from our past. No, we don't share a past. Maybe they don't know everything we know. But then again, who the hell knows? You never know who you're talking to in the first place. My greatest advice would be to simply do this. Just smile and wish them a good day and give them the benefit of the doubt. They deserve it too. I think... Uh, that's that's something of a good policy in general. You know, most days start off easier when you have a smile on your face as opposed to a fuck you look. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, everybody yeah. assumes veterans have that thousand yard stare, and uh, they're Word. pissed <laughs> off. You know, pissed off about something. But at the at the yeah. end of the day, you know, it, it's definitely it's definitely a camaraderie that is is very very rare, and it's a kinship that has developed. You know, some through the crucible of combat, some through the crucible of service. But either way, you know, you served. And so by being able to, to right. take advantage of, you know, being able to take advantage of those opportunities and have a good understanding of where you want to go and what what your next move is going to be. It may be to pick up the phone. It may be to go to a meeting. It may be to, you know, crack open that book that you've been, you know, sitting on yourself for years and years and years that you haven't read. Might be going back Tell to church. Right? You know what I mean? It may just be sitting down and, you know, telling your wife that you love her because you actually haven't said, hey, babe, I love you in years and actually meant what it. What a concept. So yeah. it's just. Yeah. It's oh, just, I had that happen to me yesterday. Wonderful. You know, and it's just being mindful of their surroundings and, and knowing that uh, the, the struggle is real, but you're not alone. But with that, uh, we'll wrap this thing up. This is uh, Rob Robinson. I got Dave on. Uh, we were talking philosophy from the front line. Hey, we took some time off, but uh, yeah, we're here for you guys. Regardless if you, you see us active or not, we're always going to be out there. So if you need something, just reach out and we'll, we say thanks and uh, we'll see you on the high ground. Thanks for listening to Philosophy from the Frontline with Rob Robinson. We will bring you more interesting veteran transition stories, veteran advocacy, and more information in veterans transition in general on a podcast platform near you. This is Philosophy from the Frontline and we'll see you on the high ground. Thanks. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.